Hello and welcome to another episode of Hanks a Lot, the comprehensive and encyclopedic podcast where we examine chronologically the films of Tom Hanks. I am your host, Kent Sheldon, and joining me this week from Hollywood, California, is our film critic at large, Mr. Trace Oakley, and from the city of Seattle, Washington, a city in every way the opposite of Gainesville, Florida, our musical director, Mr. Kevin Dennis. The supersonic Kevin Dennis. Hello, Kevin. How are you? Greetings. I'm just fine. I'm feeling very un-Gainesville-like right now. Well, I'm telling you, geographically, politically, ideologically, it's the opposite of Gainesville, Florida. It's uh, uh, I think Seattle is the anti-Gainesville. This oh. is a. I, I like I said. I even smell differently. It's it's, yeah. it's impressive. So we are uh, uh, we're back with you this week to uh, talk about a movie. Um, a movie that I'm sure you've all seen hundreds of times. Uh, a movie starring Tom Hanks, surprisingly, called Larry Crown. A movie that, we, that we've we've uh, talked about several times. We, we can't <laughs> we can't seem to stop talking about it. Uh, this is uh, we've had it's it's almost money pit esque. How uh, how much? Oh, we've... no fair, no yeah. fair. I mean, the, the Larry Crown podcast affair. That's right. Uh, but before we talk about Larry Crown, uh, I think we need to know what the critics think. Um, and by that, I mean uh, our critic, Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, Kevin Dennis, this week. Kevin is going to be going to be doing our film review of this movie. What? And so, uh, yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> you've, you've been demoted. Uh, it's like we, we're in Gainesville. Yeah, it's like <laughs> up is down. Uh, cats are barking like dogs. All right, let's uh, let's take it away with a review right after this jingle. Well, now it's time for the review. Please tell us what is your view. <clears throat> it is with great trepidation that I dip my toe into the water of film review. However, I feel that good consciousness and good taste, as well as a need to propel the world's arts forward by leaving a warning to all tepid moviegoers, compels me to put forth my intrinsically phenomenological critical appraisal of this talkie. Tom Hanks takes the helm of the directorship and main actor in this 2011 film about an everyman whose life begins to fall apart after losing his job. Through a molasses-written backstory, we learn that he was in the Navy, has been divorced, and as a result of not having a college education, is unable to advance in his current career and a larger retail store. As a result, he feels compelled, nay, determined to enter the world of college to better himself. Along the way, he discovers a moped gang, which he joins as a result of economic downsizing for gasoline purposes. He finds Talia, a free-spirited, intelligent girl played by Gugu Mabatha Rawand, and her boyfriend, the guy from that 70s show in NCIS fame, who invite him into their world with finger snaps and semi-metrosexual manly hand grips. Throughout the procedure of this movie, we see Hanks, his character Larry, renamed Lance by Talia, become somewhat more involved through a predictable sense of midlife changes as a result of the barriers placed before him. His meant-to-be sexy and chemistry-laden teacher, played by Julia Roberts, is uninterested in him and appalled with her own life until a drunken fight with her husband places her in the rescuing arms of her moped-riding man-in-black Lance, Larry Crown, in a heat of on-screen non-chemistry enthusiasm, the two embrace in a hitherto-for unforeseen passion volcano of molten ice slush. Through a series of other attempted weak character transformations, 
the movie gradually and gracially and glacially forward moves forward towards the end where Larry Crown receives an A plus for his oratory and speaking in Mercedes, Julia Roberts speech class. At the end, she leaves her husband with no real backstory other than dumping his things on the lawn. And Larry has moved into a new place where she arrives with an equal lack of chemistry for him to cook her breakfast. Please remember, I am a fan of Tom Hanks and enjoy our podcast very much. However, I feel compelled to speak on the difficulties of making it through this particular film. It is not quite as difficult as anyone listening to the song that I wrote for Nothing in Common, a devastating, tragic song with no good redeeming qualities whatsoever. This movie is somewhat better than the song I wrote in that it has some attractive people to look at. Other than that, there's not much to redeem it. The music is predictable, too on point, and distracting in its perverse sense of distractingly emotional obviousness. And the music in the movie isn't very good either. The supporting cast is by no means tragic, but are mostly lackluster, with the exception of George Takai, who is lackluster, creepy, and overacts in his role as an economic professor that is reported to be a comic evil genius in the community college world. The best performances are by Talia and the guy from NCIS. Cedric the Entertainer is in this movie. There isn't anything particularly bad about his performance, but nothing particularly good about it either. And that it is mostly what sums up this film. No one is particularly bad, except that George Takai, and that is painful for me to say because I'm a huge Star Trek fan. But there's nothing good in it either. The stars, Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts, have absolutely zero chemistry on camera at all, and it's confusing why they have a romantic interaction. Obviously, Tom Hanks has many talents and quality works. However, all great artists have at least a few slugs in their garden. I am by no means immune to slugs in my garden. If you would like to have some emo the same emotional experience as watching this film without having to watch this film, I recommend you listen to the end of our podcast for Nothing in Common and listen to the song that I wrote. The emotional response you get from listening to this terrible and poorly written song will leave you feeling the same way as you will feel after watching this movie, but it will only last you a few minutes instead of an hour and 40 minutes. My score? The hanky lint left over in the dryer lint trap after washing and drying one hanky 1,000 times on high heat. Or as Opus from Bloom County would say, well, maybe not that bad, but Lord, it wasn't good. And I give the same score to this movie, but only washing the hanky 900 times. Well, there you go. A review from our guest critic this week, uh, uh, Mr. Kevin Dennis. Thank you, yeah. sir. Appreciate well, that. The, the hanky rating was longer than the movie. That's <laughs> true. And, 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 and just as badly written. He was struggling to have something to say about the movie. Exactly. Um, uh, I'll tell you, folks, if you're in the mood for a, uh, a comedy with no comedy or a romance <laughs> – a romance with no romance, uh, or if a Have fish out a of if a fish out of water story makes you uncomfortable, how about a fish move to slightly different water? Uh, you know, because to be honest, working at Costco and going to community college are pretty level playing fields. Uh, they're they're both places with people kind of limped out of high school and ended up there. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know, I. This movie is, you know, you can't help but be reminded a little bit of the, the TV show Community and maybe a little bit of the TV show Superstore. And this movie is really probably worse than an average episode of either of those. Yeah, um, if, if, they, if, they did a, uh, if they did a holiday crossover episode uh, or something, you know, a, uh, a one-hour Superstore meets Community uh, a spectacular special, it would definitely be better than this movie. I think um, it would, and I'm, I'm, I kind of liked Community, 
couldn't really stand Superstore, but uh, yeah, this this movie just just sits there. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's a uh, it's it's a strange strange thing. I think that um, uh, all the elements of it there's are there are a lot of things that should be funny in this movie. Uh, you have some concepts like uh, you live in the suburbs. Your next door neighbor is Cedric the Entertainer. And he, 365 days a year, is having a yard sale in his front yard. That is a funny concept, and it should be funny. funny, But it's not. It's just sort of like... It should have been in the burbs. It actually would have made the burbs better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's just sort of played played off like... Like, yeah, that's that's part of the charm of this cul-de-sac. And uh, Cedric, the entertainer, is going to... Uh, smoke a pipe and haggle over card table prices, and and it's just it. There's they left all the humor out of it. Um, the you know the incredibly uh, long period of time that this movie devotes to Tom Hanks becoming a a Vespa uh, aficionado <laughs> just confused the hell out of me. Like yeah. like. It's just not motivated. It's in the pitch, really mo- in the pitch meeting for this, we're like, "Hey, middle-aged guy gets fired from his job and buys a moped." And they're like, "We're going to greenlight this. You don't have to say another thing." But uh, but that, that takes away that. Let me see between that and the boyfriend. The biggest masculine characters in the movie are Thomas Crown and that boyfriend, or Larry, Larry Crown and that boyfriend. And neither one of them are manly. They're both weak fish, and you're just like, they can't even ride motorcycles. It's got to be mopeds, you know. Ugh, weak. Just, just the the idea that he just you know saunters into community college and within five minutes he's part of this gang of of moped riders. It it it's never it just never really makes any sense. On top of not really being that interesting, uh, it's just uh, yeah quirky. But that's all it is. I mean, I can say that uh, uh, the only reason I would give people to watch this movie is um, to uh, just do cast spotting in it because it's got a remarkable cast. I mean, this was uh, uh, Brian Cranston has a supporting role in here, not playing Gus Grissom for the first time in a Tom Hanks movie. Uh, uh, and this was kind of at the height of his powers on uh on breaking bad i think uh instead of the entertainer uh uh, taraji b henson plays his wife and she has uh, moved on to an incredible career um uh, rami malek is one of the kids in the class and he was you know nominated for playing freddie mercury uh last year nominated for for best actor um uh, uh everybody you know they 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 had their pick of a cast for this movie um they even you know we We've talked about uh, uh, Nia Vardalos, who's the star of the the My Big Fat Greek Wedding franchise. Uh, she plays the the voice of Julia Roberts' in car GPS system. Her uh, yes. her her car navigator is and is voice also, is voiced by a famous person. She also co-wrote the movie. I think. Well, uh, she, with, so, she did so, she so, write so, the did she write the jokes or did uh, uh, did uh, did they have a third? They have a third writer who didn't show up. Yeah, so at voicing a GPS than she is at writing a non-Greek so wedding movie. Tom was like, "I'm going to write the moped scenes. You write the community college <laughs> scenes. We'll we'll get uh, uh, Brian Posehn to come in and write the jokes." But then he he got a regular gig on uh, uh, Big Bang Theory and couldn't make it. So they're like, "Oh well, 
Who needs jokes? In a we comedy? talked about, like, uh, you know, we talked about too that you know the good chemistry that you know Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts had in um, uh, Charlie Wilson's War. Like they were really, you really bought their chemistry, and in this one, man, you just didn't. What was the di- what was the difference? You think? Well, I think part of the difference was that uh, they were both playing. They were both playing characters in Charlie Wilson's War. There were major departures for them. I mean, you know, it's kind of. I mean, Charlie Wilson was a larger-than-life character. Julia Roberts playing kind of a really, really strange, you know, rich society, character person, uh, yeah. Society political political operative type. So um, big roles, big they, characters, as opposed well, to these, these little nothing they people. They weren't in the rom-com box like yeah. they are in this. You know, yeah. I, mean, I, I, th- I think we we also had the problem that, that this movie had. Uh, an incredibly appealing ingenue. It had uh, uh, Guguma Bathara uh, playing, what was her name? Uh, uh, Talia or Talia. Talia. Yeah. Um, so uh, she was kind of the character who you spent more time rooting for in yeah. the movie just because she was this sort of uh, free spirit, fun. It's a fun performance. Uh, and, uh, you know. Uh, Likeable. Like. Larry Crown was 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 put put upon and down on his luck. Julia Roberts hated her life and was just self medicating with margaritas, and um, and so yeah, the character you wanted to see end up happy wasn't one of the <laughs> the two main characters in the movie. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of a, a Tina Yothers problem. Uh, nobody yeah. cares about Tina Yothers when she's standing next to Justine Bateman, uh, and. and <laughs> And uh, you know it's it's hard to wow. There's a family ties reference. Wow. It's hard. It's hard to build a real character arc for for Tina Yothers uh, when Justin Bateman's in every scene. A, a pure so. segue reference that even I can't figure out. Wow. Yeah. that was a that was a reach so that was a good to, uh, the, the classic the Tina Yothers problem. Here. We also have, we also have Pam Greer uh, in this movie. Um, Pam Greer was um, good. Yeah, Pam Greer was good. Um, Rita Wilson uh, has a, a bit part as a banker. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, a couple of people who I know, um, Cy Richardson. Oh, yeah, Cy uh, Richardson. Modern uh, character actor. Uh, as far as I could tell, it was only in the opening credits. Uh, maybe had some other stuff that was cut. I don't know. He had one one line at Costco there at the beginning, or yeah, at, at, yeah. at U-Mart, whatever, right. yeah. And then... Um, uh, Carly Reeves, who I recently worked with in Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, the greatest story ever told. Oh, she was uh, the hairdresser, right? She came yeah, over and cut his hair. Yeah, part of the uh, part of the moped gang, and yeah, the one, the beautician. Yeah, um, and lovely actress who I enjoyed working with recently. Hmm. Boy, name well, uh, all over the place. Oh, and and you know, and I thought I didn't think uh, because he was playing against type. I thought that. Uh, that Wilmer Valarama, what 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 is his name? The uh, the actor from uh, uh, that seventy show and that yeah yeah Will, Will, yeah. Uh, I thought he was good because he usually plays yeah. sort of uh, usually plays sort of an an ethnic nerd, and in this he was playing kind of you know a, a cool guy, a cool mm-hmm. kid. saying, hey, keep your eyes off my girlfriend. Uh, I thought he was fine, and you know as the only. As the only uh, member of the that seventy show cast who is currently not incarcerated, it was good to see uh, that so- somebody from that cast was getting some work. Uh, I think uh, that, that Topher Grace maybe uh, uh, getting help with his gambling addiction. The other guy is in prison for forever. Um, 
And I don't know. I think Laura Prepon, she's either actually in prison or she's just on that uh, orange and black prison show. But I definitely yeah. have seen her behind bars. So uh, in Hollywood, it's one and the same. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Um, <laughs> in- interesting cast. Too bad they didn't have anything to do. Um, I, I also thought that, uh, you know, just from a filmmaking standpoint, uh, this was a movie full of uninteresting locations, uh, b- like bland visuals, uh, and sort of, uh, like lackluster camera work. Uh, you know, this purportedly took place in Los Angeles. Is that correct? Um, that- that's, that's the idea. Yeah. Los yeah. Angeles or it's, you know, I don't know, uh, it's uh, somewhere uh, equivalent. Uh, Pomona or Pasadena or, or uh, Tarzana or somewhere, right? Uh, it, it's somewhere there in Southern California. And you can't tell me that that's, that's the best-looking diner you can shoot all those diner scenes <laughs> at. It's, it looked exactly like a Denny's. And uh, I don't know. It, yeah, yeah. Just the, the, uh, yeah. And the thing is that, I mean, Hank's directed this one. He also directed That Thing You Do, which was a wonderful movie to look at. I mean, just a mm-hmm. really, really good movie all around. Yeah, this is such a letdown. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing another movie that, that he would direct because I enjoyed, other than the quibbles I had with it, really, really, really enjoyable movie. And this this just falls flat in pretty much every every respect. Well, it explains why after this he went to just directing straight to video porn. So it's just, yeah, just, exactly, but, uh, exactly. yeah. Which, that, by uh, the way, and, uh, he does great with that. Those oh, are, that those Tom Hanks collection on Brazzers is great. Wow. Check it out. We're yeah. going to be sued. I can't wait. This is exciting. <laughs> but why is there a typewriter in every shot? It's, it's so strange that he, he, yes. he gets his typewriter collection into every shot. Um, all right. Well, that, uh, I don't think we have to actually talk about the music much because I think, uh, it's all Tom Petty. <laughs> yeah, if you like, if you like Tom Petty, uh, here's what you should do: listen to a Tom Petty record. Don't watch this movie. Uh, yeah. It's like Rhea Perlman next to Shelley Long. You just can't look at it too long. Wow! Yeah. Hey, see, yeah. see. Yeah, there you go. It's the old. Uh, uh, I can't. I can't remember uh, uh, what. Uh, it's Chewbacca. I remember Leia. You know, you're gonna. I can't remember. Long. I can't remember. Uh, uh, Lucy's neighbor, uh, Metz, <laughs> Ethel. Uh, yeah, Ethel Metz. It's the Ethel Metz problem. Say, so you're, 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 um, <laughs> you know, it's a Merch. classic, uh, classic Larry Mondello <laughs> problem. Uh, yeah, That's you're hilarious. never gonna, you're never gonna watch Larry Mondello when the beavers on the screen. That's uh, <laughs> uh, eating we can that do this apple. all day, Larry. All right, yeah, but we're not going to. We're gonna, uh, uh, we're gonna segue out of this episode with a piece of music and you know what i'm gonna as the uh as the judge of this particular internet courtroom i'm gonna make a ruling since kevin did the movie review uh that means there was like a lot of a lot of light lifting this week for trace i think i'm gonna sentence him to a mandatory song for this episode uh i want to have a song written and i don't know Performed at least vocally, maybe uh, uh, by uh, by Trace. Uh, uh, I, I Trace, you're. Uh, uh, I'm gonna be like George Takai and take your phone away until you give us a song for this episode. <laughs> oh come on! So, the movie, the movie just sings. Movie just sings. <laughs> it, it sings on its own, doesn't it? Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, please enjoy 
the musical stylings of Mr. Trace Oakley. And we will see you next week on uh, Hank's Lot. I believe next week is our uh, our ranking of our first 40 films that we've we've reviewed on this show. It's a little something we like to do every 20 episodes called Hank's Ranks, where if you are have just moved to this planet and you want to start watching Tom Hanks movies, you should uh, start at the bottom and work your way up to the best. Uh, we're going to give you where the movies we've watched rank in quality and watchability. So look forward to that next week. But for now, enjoy the music. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Hey, the words and melody for this song were written by Trace Oakley, and the music and vocals were performed by Kevin Dennis. Community College, a welcoming campus and hallowed hollage where dreams are empowered and minds move mountains and lunches devoured by courtyard fountains. You can get a degree for a fairly small fee. You can be Olin Gray with a low GPA. And while you're embarking, enjoy the free parking at East Valley. Larry Crown had a job at a big box store That's a place just like Walmart Well, you know, less or more Mr. Crown had been honored as employee of the month Nine times over he exuded loyalty Larry Crown, please report now to the head of personnel. We appreciate your service, but it's time to say farewell. But I gave this job my heart and my soul and my pride. Yeah, we know, and thanks again, but we're pushing you aside. Attention employees, will the person who brought their dignity into the store please leave it in one of our dignity lockers for safekeeping and or corporate processing. East Valley Community College, aim for a foothold and leave with a small edge. Yes, guys, just like Larry, no future, no prospects, learn skills necessary and then have some prof sex. You can ride with the rough crowd of moped enthusiasts and romance a teacher who goes home and boozes due to her hubby's allegiance to porn and the class that she sleeps through by dawn's early morn. At East Valley Community College you'll broaden horizons and beef up your knowledge or forge a new path with a bachelor's in history You'll learn about business and hygiene of dentistry But at East Valley Community College We have no chemistry Well, you made it through another episode of Hank's a Lot the Tom Hanks Podcast. Our show is recorded and mastered at Cliffside Studios in Spokane, Washington. Your hosts are Trace Oakley, Kevin Dennis, and me, Kent Schultz. Please send corrections, comments, and indecent proposals to hankspodcast at gmail.com. Tom Hanks has not been consulted or compensated and knows nothing about what goes on here. 
All music used on the show is composed and performed by our own Mr. Kevin Dennis. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Come back next week and bring your sister. And please rate and review us on your favorite podcast catcher. Thanks for the support. And goodbye.